Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Purpose of our show is to have fun talking about small business stuff with owners of small businesses. You know, we've been doing this now for a year and a half. We have a lot of stories to tell and talk about. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm a business coach with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. And we help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. When I say we, it's my partner. We've been coaching for 15 years together in MVP, and his name is Adam Sunhalter, and he's standing very tall next to me in the studio right now. Hello, Adam. How you doing, bud? Hello, Jack. That's good for that clarification. People may have thought you were speaking French with a wee, 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 huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like Pepe Le Pew. I've been studying over the weekend. That's what I picked up. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, welcome to, to another edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, we have a, a good time here talking about and sharing a lot of the stories that Jack and I have, have accumulated in our 15 years together of coaching owners of small companies and some of the trials and tribulations and opportunities and what many folks might think are unbelievable stories unless you personally have been involved with the, with the small company and you realize that you really just can't make this stuff up. And strange things happen, especially when it comes to a small business, because there's a lot of um, a lot of going by the gut, a lot of just kind of making it up as they go along, and things just just kind of happen. And usually, after some time, even some of the more painful things can become great anecdotes, or much more amusing, or when you gain perspective on things, it can be can, can become much more fun. And so we have a lot of fun sharing those with you, uh, you know, and, and like to hear from you as well. And you're always welcome to be, to be part of the show. And you can reach us live in the studios. We're, we're here Monday, or not Monday, I keep saying Mondays. We're here Wednesdays. I know, yeah. From, uh, so it's, we're, we're hardwired to kind of keep, you know, doing things as, you know, out of habit. Habitual. We used to be, yeah, we used to be on Mondays. Now we're on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And the number, the number in the studio is 440-946-9468. You can also get us via email, radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can tweet us at MaximumVP, and then our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W, and there's a little form there you can fill out, and we talk about using how questions and getting people unstuck from that state of how, and that's usually how we, f- we, f- we format the show to talk about, could be just one, or it could be multiple how questions that we encounter you know quite often and we know that you as an owner of a small company are, have probably been through this before or maybe it's a it's a it's a new how question for you and you'd like to kind of understand how to handle that or get some different ideas on how, how to go about handling that it's amazing it's amazing how often during the day in your business in your personal life you'll use the question you'll use starting a question with how you know, how does this work how do i get here how do i do these things in my business? How do I get the payroll? How do I hire a new person? How do I get more sales, which everyone, not everyone, but so often is the case with small business owners thinking that that's what they need to basically get out of financial issues. All I need are more sales. We hear that, what, Adam, 80% of the time? Somewhere along the line, if only I get more sales. Well, it's true that you can't really have much of a business if you don't get sales. But you're there to make profits, and just getting sales, more sales, at all costs, which often is the case, that doesn't get to where you want to go, that's for sure. Yeah, part of the key is trying to figure out how you want to make profits off the sales you're currently getting. Mm-hmm. If you get that part figured out, then yes, those additional sales are going to help because you've now figured out how to make profits on the sales you have. 
if you're having trouble making profits on the current sales, then usually more sales aren't going to necessarily solve the issue. You know, there's an old adage with, with manufacturers back in the day, the idea of, hey, if I, if I just, whatever I'm losing now, I can make up for it in volume. But if you're, if you're sticking dollar bills in each box on the way out the door, you know, sticking more, you know, more, uh, more dollar bills in more boxes isn't necessarily going to help you. It'll help you, help you dig further into a hole faster and make it more difficult to climb out versus figuring out how to keep from putting all those dollars in those boxes. Yep, that's right. And keep those in your pockets instead. That's what we're trying to do here with business. And as simple as that might sound, it can be very, very challenging and very difficult, uh, especially for most owners who what they know about business might just be what they've learned from owning and running companies. And that's where most of our clients fit. They aren't formally educated from a business standpoint to say, hey, gee, I've got a, a undergrad degree or an MBA from this school or that. You know, many have college degrees. And in fact, many even have you know uh, advanced degrees at, at times. We even have a couple of clients who are PhDs. Okay? But from a business standpoint, typically what they've learned is what has been learned running their company or as people often refer to it as that school of hard knocks. That's right. That's the best school. That, uh, it, it outranks Ivy Leagues in our, in our perspective. You know, we have small companies, and that's defined as 1 to 25 employees. And the companies we mostly deal with are sales of under $2 bucks. And we have a couple big ones that go outside that, that range, but that's not the meat and potatoes of what we do and who we counsel. And there aren't a lot of good counselors out there to help the operations of a small business learn the small business or the business side of their business. So with that quick background, we, like I said, we usually will touch on different how questions, either that folks will email in or fill out the form on the site that I mentioned before. And again, radio at MaximumVP.com or MaximumVP.com forward slash how. Or if you tweet us at, at MaximumVP.com or give us a call in the studios when we're here, you can get us live on Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 440-946-9468. If we're not here, because we're only here for an hour a week, you can also call us directly at 877-849-0670. So we have endless how questions, Adam. I mean, we, we can make them up. We can research them. We can look at our archives alone and come up with with endless how questions. So what do you got today? I know I, I'm I got, looking at your notes. You wrote a few things down I, over I the do. weekend. I know. I have one that I think most owners of small companies can relate to. I think people will often refer to a small private company as a family business. And I guess my retort to that is, well, it's always a family business because if it's not owned publicly, you know, somebody <laughs> privately owns it. So, so there's some sort of family does own it. But usually what people are referring to at that point when they say family business is where they've got multiple people from the same family working in a company. That's where my how question comes from today, Jack, which is how do I fire my relative? Ooh, that's a good one. And, that's uh, a good one and a pretty common one. Yeah. And I in I, our experience anyway. I have three kind of takes on this I want to kind of touch on, share some stories or some wisdom or examples of where it might be in terms of when I talk about relatives. Uh first would would be spouses. Okay, and that's something very near and dear to my heart. You know, I grew up in a family business where my parents worked together for almost forty years and I figured that was pretty normal, and you know they, you know they've been married going on, you know going on 50 years now at this point, and they they managed to to, to not only um, transition the business to my brother, but they've also managed to, to stay happily married over that over that period of time. You, I figured, you've been able to experience something that's pretty rare. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. It, uh, I, being that was my only experience growing up, <laughs> I that's figured that was normal, right? Yeah, I figured that's how everybody did it, and 
we got a few stories that, that, that we'll, we'll be able to share during well, today's with our show. Hundred, with our hundreds of clients, no one has been able to match your parents in terms of, of the success of working together in a small business for all those decades. It just, it, it, it just isn't seen. There's usually issues, and you can almost bet on issues, oh, and yeah. we've coached hundreds, not hundreds of those issues, hundreds of clients, and we've seen many, many issues involving family issues. So issues, we'll, a lot of issues. Right, so we'll, so we'll <laughs> talk about, and there are tissues that go with those issues, Jack, right? Thank you, yes. And uh, so we'll talk about, so one, one area in terms of how do I fire a relative will, will, will be spouses. Uh, the second area I'll talk about, and what we like to kind of, we'll delve in here to, to, uh, today is, Relates to kind of the, the 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 kid and parent relationship because, and I won't say necessarily firing the kids because there are many situations where it comes to you know when do I fire the parents? Okay, and that's it's uh, as silly as that might sound, it can co- it can again can go both ways. So um, spouses first, then that that that, that kid slash parent relationship, and the third area we'll we'll touch on here and share some stories on are our siblings. Okay, so some very near and dear personal relationships. And um, I think this is more what people tend to talk about when they talk about the idea of having a family business, where you've got those close relations, spouses, you know, kids, parents, uh, siblings that, that are all working together. And many of those family dynamics don't change when you go from the personal life to the business life. And quite well, often, stands, stands the reason since, since people do so much with families, right. especially around holidays, special events, birthdays, whatever. And yeah, you see each other in business, and you see each other in pleasure, and that basically, you, you, it's hard to separate. So if you have one carrying over to the other, it's it's really the common cause. It's more difficult than not. And one of the biggest challenges will be people having different roles and because again if you know your your sibling a certain way or or, or, or you know your, your child or your parent a certain way or you know your spouse a certain way to have the roles be very different at home in the personal life versus what it's like in the business life it's very unnatural you know and you have to consciously make a choice and that's one of the things that you know as i've studied and and, and talked talked to my parents about this concept about how they kind of did it you know because you know it was a conscious effort on their behalf to kind of separate and we aren't going to drag stuff from work home. You know, we'll talk about it there, and, and then we'll leave it there. And we aren't going to we aren't going to get into snits and bring things here. And boy, and, and so many people back. talk about that, and they go into it with the best of intentions, but uh, it breaks down so often, oh, yeah. very quickly, very quickly. And, and by no means are my parents perfect people. You know, from that standpoint, they, they they've had their their battles here and there, but they've been fewer and far between. But they've kind of again laying those ground rules is a key a key part of this. And so, you know, keep in mind that the hot question I started with here is how do I know or you know how do I fire my my relative? Okay, and again, it could be a spouse, a a kid, a parent, a, a sibling. And usually, where we get involved with with clients, for us is when they haven't had many of those what we would assume would be base discussions i think many people assume that those were base discussions laying ground rules here's how we're going to do it or maybe they did but they aren't following those ground rules and so it gets them into some trouble where there's friction and it can not only be bad for the relationship but where the reason we get involved in this stuff because you know jack and i are not personal therapists or psychologists per se i don't know we, we seem to be carrying that mattress around on our back so well, but we get involved because it can impact tremendously the business. This friction, or, or if there's a problem, because often whether they're 
both owners or not, or, or multiple owners in terms of, again, the, those relationships, because they have the family name and the relationship from the family standpoint, those people carry a lot of weight in the company, even if they're not an owner. And so it can create tremendously difficult situations for the remaining team members who are not part of the family. And how do they operate? How do you keep those good people around and get them comfortable if, if you're not aware as an owner that you're creating these issues? And so that's a big part of what Jack and I spend time with our clients on is helping them, first of all, recognize not only their power as the owner, but, again, if they have a, a sibling or, or, or a kid or a spouse, even if that person's not an owner, the fact that they have the relationship with the owner can make them a very powerful person and can create a lot of discomfort or, or friction or a lot of awkwardness that is not good for the organization. Well, very true. It is just, uh, it, it is just a difficult, difficult situation. It, people know from their rational side what they should do. It's the irrational side that we have trouble with here. Right. So stay tuned. We come back from our from our, our break here. We'll, we'll delve into how do you how do you fire a spouse. So stay tuned to hear about that. I'm Adam Sonhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Our company, Adam and I, have been together 15 years coaching small business owners. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. That's what you could think of us at. MVP, most most valuable valuable player. Thank you. And and, uh, we've been together 16 years, 15 years, somewhere in that range, coaching small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees. And we help the owners of small businesses get unstuck from a state of how. So what are we hitting on today, Adam? All right. So we're talking today about how... Do I fire my, my, my relative? And we're kind of breaking it into the three segments here, which I kind of go over our next couple segments of, of the program here. The first one being, how do I fire my spouse? We'll start with, with probably the hardest one first. Or maybe it's not the hardest one, but you know, it can be <laughs> very detrimental. Um, and, again, let me preface this by saying that it's usually when we get involved, it's to the point where it becomes very obvious and apparent to us or anybody else on the outside that, the relationship's not working for, for for a variety of reasons, and so the firing of that sp- of that spouse could be totally getting that person out of the company, or or kind of reshifting them somewhere where where they're going to be away because they're they're going to impact the company negatively. And unfortunately, there's a few stories that we'll share here today that um, often uh, the marriage doesn't didn't survive, and that's, that's right. And usually that's that's a that's the case. If folks are happily married and things are going very well at home. It's very odd to see a Jekyll and Hyde where all of a sudden they're yelling at each other, screaming at each other when they come to work, you know? Yeah, they have the ability to sit down and talk through things, even if it's uncomfortable, and they can stay on their rational side pretty well because the marriage is pretty good. The relationship is good. You know, the relationship is really everything. Sure. And if you're trying to, you know, pound a square egg and a pound a square Square egg, that's a peg. We know what you mean. Keep going, Jack. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so does everyone out there. So square peg, round hole. But if you're trying to do that, it's going to create friction. And if the relationship isn't good, 
it's just not going to work, no matter what. And it's, the business has to be affected. So one of the one of the first clients that we had together where, where we saw this, and it was pretty eye opening for me. We had literally vein, middle of the forward vein bulging, screaming matches between <laughs> this couple, and it was scary. I you know it was scary. I I, I agree. It was so extreme. And people in other offices in this office building were complaining all the time, right. too. Now, now, we had a sense that things weren't great when we, we interviewed this client to take him on board. You could sense some tension, but there seemed to be a willingness to, to work and improve and to kind of make things better, right? I mean, again, they, they, they came into it with arms and, and eyes open to a certain extent. But very quickly, we got into the point in realizing that there were so many other issues because often the 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 vein bulging screaming was coming from an issue that had nothing to do with business. It had to do with something that happened four years ago at home that the spouse just couldn't let go of and has absolutely no place in the business but was being brought in with full full force to the company and making not only, as, as Jack, as, as you were saying, not, not only making the employees and the team com- uncomfortable but other folks... Sharing the office building, we're, we're hearing this stuff, right? Wondering what was going on. Oh, and people, when people are trying to make a point, they'll pull everything out of their, their bag of tricks here to make the point. And if we have uh, issues and they're very personal and they've been prolonged and I'm starting to lose the business discussion, I'm going to pull those personal ones out. Right. And it can get very ugly very fast, which this client basically... Well... <laughs> So, so, like you say, the marriage often doesn't survive, and this was a perfect case. Well, we tried. And again, part of what we want to do here is we like to help and give some ideas of how you can kind of approach this. And so right. what we didn't want to do, again, the, 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 and we're trying to do what's best for the organization. So these two spouses were both owners. I believe they were equal owners, weren't they, Jack, if I recall yeah. correctly? Yeah, so that's I, always a problem, too, because that, you know, that, 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 that makes the company not able to do anything, where, where, where they kind of just complain to each other and then, they get stuck. Well, you got to go to the court system to to right. get the ultimate decision if things get too bad. So part of the, part of the, the the opportunity here was each of the spouses had a little different uh, expertise and background as it related to the services of this company, and so what we decided to do was to set up a separate company. The, the idea here was instead of firing the the, the one spouse, was to kind of divide and conquer, and to separate these two from each other, so they wouldn't have to necessarily deal with each other day to day. And get the one spouse at, you know, set up in a separate company that had revenue already kind of started up, while the other spouse maintained the current company. And say, hey, if we, if, can we kind of divide and conquer? In the meantime, get them working on the personal front. They had a personal coach come live with them <laughs> for three days. I remember for that. For three days, 24-7, right? <laughs> we couldn't imagine. Again, clients will often say, hey, gee, you know, I'd like to get more of you guys, this and that, but then... We have quite a few clients who are out of town. A lot, and, of, and we'll, a lot of chanting and incense. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, we, have, we have a lot of clients who, who are out of town, and we'll usually spend a day or two with them you know, at times, like full days. And then at that point, they're kind of done with us, right? You know, they, they've had enough. But 24-7, right, in the house, you can't get away from anything. It's, you know, it reminds me of uh, there used to be shows on, you know, a show on called like um, The Nanny or something like that. Mm-hmm. And The Nanny would show up, and everybody would be on their best behavior when the camera's kind of going. And then after... Five minutes, ten minutes, an hour. All of a sudden, you know, you, you get a, a true sense of how the house is working because people forget that the camera's there. Sure, or absolutely. That the, that, yeah. that the nanny's there, right? So we're trying to say, hey, let's let somebody who 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 can help 
on that personal relationship side deal with that. that that's not, not our expertise. Let us try to figure out how we can help the business go well. Well, that nanny not... wasn't our recommendation either, no, but it's... yeah, it's okay. it, it was theirs all yeah. the way. So we're, we're trying to get the, the, get the company righted and doing well, maintaining what was going pretty well. Cause again, the, the company in of itself was doing, was doing pretty well and growing and profitable in spite of this stuff. So we want to try to kind of, you know, protect that baby. And, uh, so, you know, what happened was we, we were able to separate the companies out and within, Six months, we started coaching them separately too to kind of help, you know, help, help do this. And you know what happened was, you know, the, the long story short, they, they they couldn't they couldn't get beyond the personal issues, that, you know, especially the, the the one spouse in this case really just would would never let things kind of go. And uh, well, so, the, the, she couldn't let it go, and he was he was the big spender, which often created issues. And you know, money obviously is the the crux, the big problem of all the evils here and uh, this case really was magnified just because they couldn't get together so that's one one scenario we've got two owners who are spouses we have other situations i know that the, the, that some of our listening audience will, will relate to this as well we've got one spouse is an owner and then the other spouse is brought in to kind of do some work as part of the company but they aren't they aren't an owner but they're brought in for expertise and so we had a client where that was the case as well, and and, and the, the 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 owner's spouse was being brought in to help on some IT related stuff. And from almost day one of them being a client of ours, you know, part of what we do early on is we'll take people through our behavior assessment, which is DISC, you know, D-I-S-C. And as part of that discussion, what we'll do is we'll have people spend ten minutes answering twenty-four questions, and then Jack and or I will get on the phone with them to kind of take them through the report. And everybody we talked to almost from day one would complain at some point about the phone systems and technology, which was a big deal for this company because the, the, the company was in multiple locations. And so, um, but it was, it was one of those very tentative and, and difficult subjects to, to kind of talk about because there was a partner in the business and they were equal partners. And so the other partner didn't want to kind of stir it up in terms of creating issues amongst amongst you know the fellow partner and that partner's spouse right so it took a few years to, to again to kind of get to the literally where we're, yeah where we're just like right. look we gotta we gotta stop stop it yeah and uh we gotta be able to address this issue and, and be able to take it on because it's creating problems for the business and we, we talk through we understand that you know we, you know we'll take it a little more slowly but you gotta make this happen and at the end of the day the only person who can make it happen wasn't wasn't Jack or I or the other partner, it was the the, the, the the spouse who had to kind of talk talk to the spouse about what was going on. Say, look, here's what we need, and and thanks for the help. But you know, you're you're creating as many or more problems as you're solving for us. And everybody's afraid to tell you that because, again, as an owner, people were, were afraid to complain to the owner about it because they know that hey, you know, the, the spouse is there, and the spouse is a very very powerful powerful person. So how do you have that conversation? How does the spouse have that conversation? Well, what was able to kind of push it over the edge was the, the ability to have something else for that spouse to now do. That's often how this happens. You know, it's done with best of intentions. Hey, the person has some skills and we want to give them something to, something to do. Well, the spouse needed something else to do. And so the spouse found a different interest and was able to kind of say, hey, and, and present it the way that, that the spouse wasn't, didn't feel like, like being pushed out or kicked out of the company. But, hey, it's, it's going to free you up to go do this new thing that, that you want to spend time on. And so they were able to, over, you know, over the course of a couple of years, so they do this with, with, with kid well, gloves they, a certain They role extent. play with us over a period of time, and we 
we practice different angles, different approaches. One of them fits sooner or later, and it has to be done for the betterment of the company. That's what we always coach to. That's right. So that's a couple examples of how do you fire a spouse. Stay tuned. We'll dig, we'll dig in next segment here in terms of how do, you, how do you fire your kid or your parent. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're with Maximum Value Partners. We help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of Hall. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are here talking about how questions. And that's what we do. We coach. We, we coach owners of small businesses on how to get unstuck from the state of how. There are endless questions, and we picked out one that Adam is uh, kind of leading the charge on today. And Adam, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a very boring non-controversial topic, which is how do, I, how do I fire my relatives? And in, in our prior segment, we were talking about how do I fire a spouse? And I was teeing it up for this segment, Jack, to talk about how do I fire either my kid? So if you're a parent, you have a kid there, how do I fire my kid? Or if you're the kid, how do I fire my parent? That's another tough one. We've seen many you know, in the 15 years we've been doing this, we have seen many, many family, what we're calling family issues regarding, you know, the the effect on the business itself. When we coach, we always coach objectively with the idea of what's best for the company. And warring spouses, warring siblings, uh, it cannot be what's best for the company by a long shot. In fact, it can be the reason that many companies do fail. And, and what happens because of the interpersonal relationships and the closeness of it, decisions aren't made, and things fester and grow negatively to a point of no return. We've seen it many, many times. We've been successful many times. We haven't been successful all the time. Right. And for those of you who don't have family in the business, you, know, you can appreciate if you had to, if you had to fire somebody before. You know, even if you've done it before and maybe you're getting better at it. It's never something that you look forward to. And if you're firing somebody who's not a relative of any type of kind, even then it often will take time for that to kind of happen. So it's exponentially that much more difficult when it's a family member who you're going to have to see again. You're going to have to see him at birthday parties and anniversaries and holidays and cookouts and whatever else kind of goes on. It's just you can't, you can't avoid it. Well, try as we may, we've been looking for that switch to turn business on and off. And if you're involved in a business, you're involved in a business. And if I see one of my employees, if I see my uncle, if I see my father, and we're all in business together, hey, somehow the the discussion is going to turn to business. And if I'm PO'd or someone's PO'd at me, that that issue is going to come up. Sure, as we're sitting here right now. Oh wait, I'm sitting at him standing. So that's right. <laughs> well, another simple example of that for those of you who who work more in bigger bigger corporations, okay, as opposed to a smaller company. I mean, I guess most of you have been to, or maybe you have an annual kind of holiday get together, and many times you're you're, you're encouraged to bring a you know spouse or significant other to those <laughs> things, right? 
and one as, of my favorites. Right. right. And as a as speaking from a spouse's standpoint, it's always fun, you know, to, to observe these things because what happens is the folks who work together, you know, here they are bringing all their spouses together, and you get there on the table, and all the the folks that work together, all they want to talk about <laughs> usually is work stuff because that's how they that's what they know, know. each other. That's, 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 that's kind right. of common, right? While the spouses are sitting around, kind of okay, hoping to kind of fend for themselves or being quiet and you know looking at their watches, you know, counting the counting the, the, the minutes until it's time to kind of you know get out of there, right? So I think that's to your point, Jack. You, you know, you, when you're when you're you know when you know somebody a certain way, and you know what happens is. When you work together with a family member, the the majority of the time you see them is going to be during during those work hours. Sure, you know. And I remember sure. when my brother came back to take over my parents' company. Um, you know, you know, we'd have you know we just had kids at that point, so we were seeing my parents a lot on the weekends and that, or, or or even you know weeknights and that, and we didn't see much of my brother and his wife. And my mom's like, well, you know, we kind of see each other a lot. <laughs> during the day, you know, and this is coming off a- after my brother had been in on, you know, out of town for you know, almost fifteen years. You know, he was on the West Coast going to school and working out there, right? So they didn't have a lot of time together anyway. So you go from not having much time together, you know, and then all of a sudden you're, you're together like all the time in terms of in terms of work, and you can kind of feel that way, where you just kind of want to you kind of want a break. And often the only way you can get a break from that is when you is when you say, hey, you know, we aren't going to hang out. We, we aren't going to come to that, bar- that, that, that family barbecue or, 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 or that outing, whatever it might be, because I just don't want to be around. I, I, I don't want to be around. I just, I just need to be by myself away. or yeah, sure. just be away from me, you know? Pull away from it. So, you know, so, 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 so trying to give that background a little bit in terms of what our topic is today, because, again, it's never easy to fire anybody. Okay? I don't care how many times you've done it or, or, or what have you. When it comes to that very personal relationship, and as we talk now about kind of, a, you know, let's say a parent-child relationship, this will often come up when it comes to transitions or potential transitions or thought about or planned transitions. And at what point does the parent step away? Or at what point do you know if the kid is ready to kind of take over? And so um, you know, I've got a situation with, uh, you know, w- with the client where the parents just don't want to step away. The, the, the kids are in there and, and things are running real, real well. Um, they've been, you know, usually one of the, one of the, the, the biggest angst that the the current owner has who's going to kind, of, kind of turn things over to the kids and, and step away as they sell the business to the kids is they don't want to have to step back in. And so they want to know that things are running well day to day. Well, in this case, you know, the, the kids have been running the company for, for, for a number of years and has done very, very well and grown it beyond where the parents had. Okay. And so that concern should be gone in terms of, you know, should the, 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 the concern right. of running day to day. Yeah, in this case, it isn't for it's, sure. It's not. It's not well, It's the rational. instability, irrationality of the parents. They haven't prepared for the inevitable, and the inevitable is that they're not going to be running this company for, you know, another 50 years. They have to give way, and they aren't prepared to do that in this case, definitely. No. And it's it's just turned into mean-spiritedness, and, and it's going to be very difficult, very difficult to maintain a, a good relationship with everybody, no matter how they come out of this. And the inevitable is if it if it can't come to a, a good peaceful agreement and have smiles and good feelings, it's going to go into the legal system, which is exactly where you don't want it to go. Yes. So this this one is, yeah, I know which one you're talking about, Adam, and... It's ugly. It, you know, it really is. So you, you try many ways to make it happen. You try to you try to sit down and talk. You try to bring in 
some outside advisors, maybe you know, maybe an attorney or, or a CPA or, or a coach like us to kind of come in and help frame the, the, the situation and kind of get a timeline or kind of get some steps laid out to what's going to happen. And, again, that, that requires people to come to the table with an open mind and with the, 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 the goal in mind to kind of have this transition happen. And the, the rationality of kind of, yeah, and understanding what your limitations are and kind of where the business is, what's best for the business, which we always, we always look at what's best for the organization. We, we keep pressing that and talking about that. Cause that's, that's how we know best to take as much emotion out of it as we can. Can't get all the emotion out, but at least just say, Hey, what's best for the organization? And, and rational thought, you know, just, I mean, just ask the question, is it uh, good for the company that family members are arguing and, and undermining each other in during the business hours? Right. Tell me how that's good for the company. And so, people just get frozen with, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, they they hear something that they've been aware of for quite a while, but they don't know how to act on it. And they don't act on it. That's even worse. So things just fester and go bad. And it's, you know, it's back and forth. And if you've got you know, parents and kids involved and different discussions happening between one versus the other and who's going to do what, who's going to say what. And, you know, we've had, a, you know, again, this is one situation, but another one I'll kind of call meld into here. We had a situation where, the, the parents were willing to step back and you know they said you know here take it you know you know, you know just let me know where to sign and kind of you know I'll, I'll back away because it, it was similar from a day-to-day standpoint in terms of the kids running the company already so so that part of it that's a, that's a big hurdle okay so if the kids are able to run it and be successful from that standpoint it makes it much easier to kind of step away but in that case you know even though you know, the, the the seller kind of stepped away the seller would still show up and it started to remind me of a, of a story. I, you know, I talked to a friend years ago about this when, when he had bought out his dad. And, you know, Monday morning, his dad walks in the office. And, you know, the, the guy picks up the phone, calls his mom, and says, Mom, what's dad doing here? Did he, did he, wander, he wandered off the reservation here. We've got to hook him and bring him back. Well, she said, well, <laughs> he doesn't know what else to do. He's been, doing, he's been going to that, mm-hmm. that place for whatever it's been 30 40 years he's been going to that same thing so he didn't he didn't know where else to go today right so the kid takes his dad out to lunch that day and says look dad you can't you can't just come in and you know we're having that situation with, with we've had it with a couple of clients where again they've agreed to kind of step back but then they they Keep come in. in and often what happens too is you know in addition to, to to the business often people will own property too and so all of a sudden well maybe they've sold the company but they're still the landlord let's say right and that gets very confusing too. Well, gee, I can just come in; it's my property, and and, and they come in. They gotta, they don't necessarily realize their power. Again, even if, even though they're the former owner, right, or they're on their way out, or yeah, every, everyone's going to listen to them, you yeah. know, <laughs> and, and uh, they have to. Yeah. You know, what do they know? Even if the, the 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 son or daughter boss basically tells them, "Don't worry about it," it doesn't work. <laughs> right. You know, it just doesn't work. There's a lot of power there. Well, they don't, yeah. What happens is they don't they don't believe it. Come back to our to our what's best for the organization piece of it. You know, we always ask this question. We've got multiple owners, whether there's family involved or not. Is we always ask who is in charge? Not always evident, is it? You know, it's uh, or is it? Well, <laughs> way we usually break the tie. They go, well, no, we're kind of both in charge, or all three of us are in charge. They say, well, why don't we ask the employees who's in charge, right? Because usually the employees will tell you pretty pretty quickly who's really in charge. And it may often be somebody who's not even there. It may be a, a spouse who's outside the company or maybe a former owner or somebody else. Where again, and even if it's not necessarily true, it is true because that's perception. And so that perception becomes reality as far as this is how things 
work here. And so, again, it's like crying wolf. If, 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 if I keep coming to Jack and say, Jack, you know, gee, everything's, you know, I hear, you, I hear you're telling me not to worry about, you know, your dad coming in here and stuff, but, okay, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, but then and you, and you, you tell me that, that, that you're going to handle it, right? But then, you know, week after week, month after month, he keeps just showing up and, 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 and barking orders, and, do, and maybe he waits until you're not around, right? It's because you know, there's no battle directly with you guys or not, but, you know, you aren't, you know, you aren't building my confidence in you so because why, I'm losing why are you making me take on that battle? That's a right. battle that you should and and have to take on. Right. If if your dad keeps coming in, and he keeps telling me what to do, what what are my choices? Say no, I'm not supposed to talk to you and ignore him. Don't say anything and just go about your business, or acquiesce and basically do what uh, do what he's asking. Yeah, what happens is this is where you know we were talking about issues earlier and tissues, Jack, right? And that's where that you know these often will come in. You know, this is <laughs> a, we've we've mentioned here on the show before where we've had the biggest, strongest, uh, whether it be men or women, you know, in tears at times, especially when you talk about you know parent-child relationships because those things go so deep, right? Back oh, to yeah. you, know, you know, back to the beginnings of life from that standpoint, and it's so difficult. Even though you know in your in your mind and you, and even in your heart to start that you know that the right choice for the organization is to make this cut, it is so so difficult when it comes to that parent child relationship and it's true on the, on the on the kids side as well. We give a couple examples of where the kids that run the company pretty well because they're already kind of operating it, but you have a lot of times where the kids just not you know you know the kid's not right in terms of the right person to kind of lead the next generation. And yet the owner will just kind of let them kind of keep going. It's, it's, and that, it's that indecisiveness that, that really hurts so bad. It hurts the company so bad and all the employees. We know it has to be done, but we can't get it done. Right. Because the main person isn't going to make that, pull that trigger. Is not going to do it. So when it comes to, to, to firing a parent or firing the kid, you got you know, one of the key things is much like we mentioned with firing a spouse. If you can help find a way for them to get going somewhere else some other opportunity to get them out some other, some there, are other, some lot, other there are a lot of ways to do that. do that a lot yeah. of good palatable ways to do that and that's one of the things we do we kind of bridge that gap all right stay tuned we'll talk in our final segment coming up here about how to fire a sibling we'll keep on going along that lines of firing relatives i'm adam sonhalter and i'm jack mancini and we are here to talk to owners of small businesses and try to solve those multiple how questions Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. If you've been thinking you're all that you've got, then don't feel alone in it. Welcome back. The Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're here talking about one of the how questions, the many, many how questions. Uh, we, being Adam and I, are coaches, business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And our how question and theme for the day is how do I fire my relative? Now, we've touched on spouses, we've talked about kids and parents, and we've shared a few stories there. And one of the common threads there was, you know, let me reinforce it real quick, was to try to find, because it'll come through again here, try to find what that person can, can, can do next. Because um, it helps to ease that burden. Because it's, it's something you truly care about. It isn't that you necessarily don't care about an employee who's not, you know, a relative that they have to fire. Not that you don't care about them, but you don't care as much about them and what they do next. 
usually you just want them by the time you're ready to fire that person you just want them out of your business out of out of your world out of your life from that standpoint from the business life that's right but with the with the, with, with the family with again with the spouse with the, with the parent with the kid you care about them personally you want them to, to do well just not at your business and so you want to try to find that next thing for them help them find that, that next thing so you'll spend a little more time making that happen and that's been one of the keys to success from, for people to help fire a relative that way, whether it be firing their spouse or firing their kid or firing their parent, is to help them find that next thing to be able to do to help make sure that they, they can embrace as a positive, kind of moving on to the next phase of their life versus still being tied in to that current company. Well, that, that you know, it's, it's attitudinal. It's difficult if there's warring factions. And you're the bigger you're the bigger of the two. You're the one who's going to survive this. It's tough to basically approach the sibling who isn't on board and have that sibling even listen to your advice, even though it's perfect, even though it's what you really feel is equitable, and you're willing to really you know mold and shape this so that your your sibling isn't going to end up somewhere out on the street, and that. A fr- that 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 sibling who's been slighted basically holds a snit. A snit is just a, an ongoing, uh, I don't know, like a, a little kid, you know, who's refused something, and he or she is just going to indulge themselves in this, and it gets nowhere. It takes forever to make a, a, a decision, and usually it's not the optimum. Yeah, the snit will happen when people maybe they they forgive but don't forget. In reality, it's because they haven't really forgiven either. They just say it. They say that they may have done it. So it's okay. Right. It's all right. Yeah, with, with that attitude that we all know. So yeah, our, our third segment here that we wanted to talk about was was siblings, which which Jack you're talking about right now, and a couple stories there, and a couple different ways it can happen. So we had one that went, you know, what I'll call pretty successful, where we had uh, uh, two siblings who had worked together for a number of years. And we were coaching for a little while, and about six or eight months into it, the one sibling kind of pulled Jack and I aside and said, I just can't do it anymore. He said, look, he said, we're, we're, we're great outside of here. You know, we're, you know we're, we're great as family and everything else. He said, but when we're, when, when we're in here, it's oil and water. It's, you know, he says black, I say white, vice versa, and yeah, I just know. Just, we, we knew it right away. You know, you can tell pretty quickly when you, you bring uh, – People like like siblings who have authority in the company together, you can just see it right away. And they, from a business standpoint, they just saw the world differently. Right. So the one sibling had come to us to say, "Hey, I, you know, I, you know, I can't do this anymore, and um, I'm okay whether it's me or him. I, you know, I don't care if, if if I stay, if he stays. You know, but for us to keep doing this is not good." He said, "It's not." best for the company for us to be this way because the the the, the, the team isn't sure who, who to look at he was a pretty enlightened guy though you know i mean he, he was looking for equity or equity not in a monetary sense in terms of just right. a good deal willing to compromise talk through things and hey what's the solution how can we break how can we separate yeah he's trying to balance the the the, the very personal sibling relationship with the, the what's doing best for the company right. and trying to get those things and, and keep that in mind that way and so we said, okay, it's, we appreciate the heads up, but it's got to come from you. It can't come from us. So when you're ready, let, you know, let us know. We can, we can present the case to your sibling. And so we did that you know, during one of the meetings. And as you might imagine, the sibling on the receiving side of this was really kind of, 
I want to say very surprised. You could see, literally, you could see him kind of sit back in his chair, uh, almost to the point of of kind of a tear, you know, welling up in his eyes. I mean, he just, you know, he was he was kind of caught off guard by it. You know, I don't think he realized how frustrated or did it had kind of gotten to this point. And you know, it, it was it was interesting to kind of see, but you know, stayed relatively calm during during the discussion. Uh, he, after deliberation, he, we didn't have to talk him into much. He no. thought about it and came back and you know basically agreed that hey we got to separate. Yeah, we had, we had done some role playing as you mentioned earlier, Jack. That's what we do quite a bit with folks to kind of practice mm-hmm. how this should kind of come out so that the the sibling kind of presenting it could present the salient points to get some examples of where that sibling can kind of see. Yeah, I guess I see how this you know could be viewed this way. And just he hadn't really thought about it, but uh, you know upon reflection, hearing us, okay, I can see can see your point. Yeah, not not taking it personal because of the way it's delivered, and right. and uh, all of a sudden turn this into what is so often the case uh, a real negative. So so the, the the sibling who was who was being told this decided that, that that he wanted to keep the company, and that and the other siblings that's fine. So let's work on a plan over the next year or so to kind of work me out of what you know what I'm doing, and all in the meantime I'll work on some other things. I'll work on my next you know what my next thing's going to be. You know. And what happened too? In this case, they happened to also be partners in the property too. So they, again, they, they're trying to balance all these things, you know. But they, again, to keep cooler heads and kind of keep what's in, you know what's in mind for all those things, they're able to, to, to successfully transition. And you know, the, the sibling who was there is you know this has been years ago now is doing very very well with the company. They're still doing well with their property, and they still talk and meet regularly on you know uh, from a property standpoint. And the sibling who, who who wound up leaving has been involved in several different companies since then. And they're doing very, very well with that. And so yeah, and it, it can work very, be, very well, yeah. yeah. yeah and, very, and, and they're still great <clears throat> siblings. Again, they still get together with families, and they, and, they, and they still, you know, again, get along great. Because they had these, again, what well, I'll call mature conversations. Jack, I don't know if that's the best way to even phrase it. But mature, rational, and unemotional. Yes. Well, no, it was emotional, but emotions kept in check. That's the key. And, and the negatives uh, weren't really emphasized. And that comes back to maturity. Right. So I, I think you point out, Jack, this guy was a little bit unique. The situation was in terms of you know people being able to have these very mature discussions and not focusing on what's best for me personally. And so that yeah, I wanted to share that with you because again, that's a, I think that's key to, to know that hey, this is very possible to have it. Uh, it helps to have somebody there to be able to facilitate those kind of discussions too. I think us being in the room, being involved, helped very important from that standpoint sure. to make sure that you can present the, the, again that, that that initial presentation is key. That's one of our seven. That's one of our seven keys. Number seven is presenting, and presenting the salient points, unemotionally, being ready, having you know talked through it a few times. Again, it wasn't easy for the brother either to say that. You know, it was, again, he was you know it, it was emotional for him to kind of mm-hmm. you know you, you can think it in your head, but to have it come out of your mouth, all of a sudden you know it can, can kind of take you over. So this can it, it can work very very well when you're prepared to kind of do it and you keep the key the key word there is prepared. If you're prepared, if you've talked it through, if you've weighed options. If you consider those, you've talked to other people who, who uh, are important to you, and you've role-played a little bit, these things can really go much smoother than emotionally tirated uh, come-togethers here where that's all that's going on, and, and you're insulted, and you're offended, and you're, look out, you know, it's not going to work. It just won't work. Well, we've had other situations that haven't worked as well, and what's probably a more typical response to something like this, where it comes up, where they'll just ignore it and kind of choose to live with it, and say, "Hey, you know, I want to," and they'll 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 do it from the standpoint. We've had clients over the years do this, you know, quite a few times, and usually this becomes a breaking point for us, 
you know, we're able to work on a lot of parts of the business because you know, out of our seven keys to success, there are a lot of keys in the organization, which is the people side, which is where this kind of falls under. That's one of those seven keys. But some other things we can be working on in the meantime. But eventually, those other things get worked on pretty well, and it keeps coming back to this family issue that's kind of going on. And eventually, we got to kind of you know take it on head on. And so many folks, unfortunately, what they do is they decide to say, "Hey, I'm just going to kind of put up with it. Hey, this is my sibling. This is how you know this is how he or she is." And they'll do it from a, a standpoint of, "Hey, I want to make sure that I maintain the relationship that we're still getting along well." And even as much counseling as Jack and I can kind of give and say, "Hey." I understand that that's what you want to do. What you're doing by ignoring this is not the best way to make that happen because something is going to go wrong. There's going to be, or multiple somethings are, are, are going to go wrong. There's a reason why the sibling shouldn't be part of the business anymore uh, along with you. See, that, so, that's, our, that's our rationality bringing, you know, being brought to the table here. And it's almost predictable that eventually this is going to, cause major harm or can cause major harm to the company. It's got to be resolved one way or another. And if not, then we can't do anything with you because it's going to be really uh, a big negative impact on the company. And we've seen it happen too many times where that's the case, where you kind of just keep ignoring it, keep putting your head in the sand. and It makes the head in the sand, but just you know it's there, but you keep on pushing it aside and not recognizing the impact it's got on the rest of the team. And eventually it's going to, it's going to create bigger problems for the company. And, and we wish it wasn't the case, but again, we've had you know well over a dozen of these kind of situations over the years where you know they haven't taken our guidance that way and they kind of just kept things kind of going as is. In each case, there have been issues. There have been issues that have gone on where either key employees are leaving, there's there's lawsuits going on, things get screwed up. There's things that that, that, that just happen because of that you know, that just toxic relationship that, that, that that's kind of gone between those siblings. So you got to address it and make it happen. And if you do that. If you are that strong as siblings, you'll be stronger after this, and, and take you know take some solace in that. So, all right, we want to thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions before the next show? Shoot us an email at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call eight seven seven eight four nine zero six seven zero. If you're a small business owner or an owner of a small business, either way, we can probably help you out. And I say that because we've had great success with our seven keys to success, coaching owners of small businesses to answer their how questions. We help them get unstuck from those state of hows. If you missed any part of this show or any of prior shows, you can get, get us on iTunes and leave us a review while you're there. And learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Yeah.